3: on the daily sports talk show. Nuwana is now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television.
0: Well, hello, Montana. Happy Tuesday. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio. I'm Coulter Nuanas coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Thanks for hanging out with us today. A little sloshy out there. It was pretty slick last night driving around. So if you are driving, be careful. Go slow. You're not going to beat anybody anywhere, I promise. It's a small town still. I know the traffic's bad and the roads aren't great, but uh, it's all good. Keep it between the ditches. Save yourself some money this, uh, this winter hope you're having an outstanding day hope you're having a great week it's fun to be back in the saddle happy new year everybody if you didn't uh, hear yesterday's show we shared some of our reflections from the year of 2021 and some of the gratitudes that we have for things we've experienced around here and uh we'll continue to do that and continue to talk about you know life in general and and just you know the positive outlook we can have on life no matter what and no matter what we're going through no matter what is going on in the world around us and uh So much of it is is some of the reflection I did during the time away. So we'll talk about some of that today. And then, of course, we're going to talk all the way around the wide world of sports around the great Treasure State. If you are listening on the radio, you already know it's 1029 ESPN Missoula. And if you're watching on TV, you already know it's SWX Montana Television who brings us around the Treasure State each and every weekday here. Uh, Appreciate them for their partnership. Speaking of SWX Montana, about 5 o'clock, Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Sports Director, will join us. He usually comes on on Wednesdays, but uh, I did a hit with him this afternoon because he's getting on a bird tomorrow, and uh, he's heading down to Frisco, Texas. So ABC Fox, that whole team, will have a ton of coverage for you uh, down from Frisco, Texas, where the FCS National Championship game will take place on Saturday. And uh, you can find all sorts of great things. from. Uh, they have a couple extra um, sports segments that they're going to run throughout each day, I think a noon and a three and uh, Sean's going to get into all the details, but uh, definitely be worth following along because they'll have a whole team down there, including Sean Rainey. He'll join us today. And Alex Eshelman, uh, who will join us later on this week. Also though, it is easy to forget because a Montana football team is in the FCS national championship game for the first time since 2009. Oh, by the way, it's basketball season too, And this was supposed to be rivalry weekend. Amazing. The way that certain dominoes fell for this to all happen. If, if, this was just, you know, what, what we maybe expected, or I—I I don't even want to say expected, but you know, if I was thinking about this thing back in July, I would have thought, okay, I'm gonna take the last two weeks of the year off. That's kind of what we do. We play the bowl games during the Nuanas now time slot. I get a little recharge, and uh, then we dive full in, in into college hoops. And this week would have been probably a, a whole blowout about uh, the Montana-Montana State rivalry game this weekend. And we still are going to have plenty of coverage for you, including. Lady Grizz head coach Brian Holzinger, who will join us here at 4 30 as part of our first Montana basketball hour for the year uh, of 2022. We're also going to hear from several members of the Grizz basketball team. We'll hear from head coach Travis DeKear, junior college transfer, and uh, wing player Lon L. Martin, as well as uh, junior point guard Cam Humphrey. And we'll hear from Weaver State head coach Ray Ray. The uh, Grizz and the Wildcats played a great one in Missoula on Saturday. It was a very fun game to be at, a very fun game to cover. Uh, so we'll get to that here in just a few minutes. Holsinger at 4.30. And uh, then 4.45, we're going to hear from Danny Sprinkle, Montana State head men's basketball coach. Uh, he'll join us. And uh, we'll also hear later on this week from Trisha Benford, who unfortunately her teams have no games to prepare for because the Montana-Montana State women's edition has been called off uh, because of COVID protocols. MSU is also not in action on Thursday against Idaho. So those two games canceled. The Big Sky did amend its uh, COVID Cancellation, postponement, rescheduling, all that policy today. I haven't actually, I just saw the alert on the email as I was coming in to do the show. Haven't got into that yet, but we will share that a little bit with you uh, here in the first hour as well. And then Montana State, they of course have Mo- Montana coming to town on Saturday, or excuse me, on Sunday. But first, two games before that. Um, the Cats play in Moscow at Idaho, and the Grizz play in Cheney against Easter Washington. So uh, some hoop stuff coming on later this week. Also will include Mac Anderson, uh Bozeman product who plays for the Grizz, as well as Travis DeCure, round two for the year. Um or round two for the week, excuse me, le- leading up to this weekend's action. Uh, hour number two, again, we're gonna hear from Sean Rainey, and then I'm gonna share some of my uh, my introspective thoughts from uh over the Christmas break. And don't don't worry, it's not too weird or deep. it's more just, you know, an encouragement for us to be happy. And I th- I learned a lot from the the All Madden documentary, the the documentary about legendary NFL coach John Madden. And uh, so much of it, though, is just to, as Peter King said, he said, the thing that I appreciated most about Coach Madden was he stopped to smell the flowers. And so, you know, watching that documentary, sort of thinking about the life that John Madden lived and the influence he had on, on us, and just as a collective society, not just us as football fans. Uh, very interesting. So we'll share some of those thoughts and also do um, a little bit of NFL later on. I know a lot of you are here for the free stuff, and we love giving you the free stuff. A couple things for you today. If you want to be a part of the show, you want to call us, text us, you can, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Also, though, it's a Tuesday, and you already know it. We're bringing it back for 2022 because, of course, we are. You love it, and we love it. It's Taglieri Tuesday, so we'll have a $25 gift card for you to Taglieri Delicatessen. Uh, one of the best sandwich spots you're gonna find anywhere period i I've, I love sandwiches and I've eaten sandwiches all over the place and Tagley area has some of the best sandwiches you will definitely ever find. We also though have some tickets because not the the Montana State women's games this week are canceled including the Cat Grizz game but the Lady Grizz they still do have one game this week they got Eastern Washington coming to Missoula and we got a four pack of tickets for you as well so we'll do that I'll oh, probably right around when, uh, when we get done with with Coach Holsinger, cholsinger uh, the Montana uh, Lady Grizz head coach who will join us here in about, oh, 20, 25 minutes. On TSPN Radio, Nuan is now broadcasting to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport is new to Missoula, new to Montana. You can find their enormous inventory of trucks. They have over 1,600 trucks within their network, which is all across the Pacific Northwest. You can see all the trucks, nwmsrocks.com that's nwmsrocks.com maybe you got a truck in in seattle or boise or marysville or whatever they'll help you get it if you want a truck they got your trucks i promise you i appreciate them being back in the saddle with us uh, for 2022 how about we dive into the first montana basketball hour for 2022 it's presented in part By Bretts RV and Marine. Bretts RV and Marine, they always close down the last two weeks of of December. Let their employees take some time off. I think it's great. But they're always available in case you want to check out RVs either online or, or, uh, you know, talk about some stuff on the phone. Or you can schedule an appointment. They can meet you down there uh, to help you out with uh, maybe an RV viewing or an RV sale. But either way, you can always look at their inventory online as well by visiting BrettsRV.com. I appreciate them. For being a part of Nuana's now for 2022 as well, uh, as a good opening weekend for Grizz hoops, I thought uh, they they looked sort of uh, sluggish isn't the right word they they looked like the two times I watched Montana live before Saturday's game against Weaver State they looked very much like they have the last couple of years and that's a a slow paced tough certainly a tenacious scrappy uh, those are things that Travis decures. Um, teams are always going to be uh, characterized by, characterized as, is, is yeah, they're always going to play good defense. They're always going to have tough, hard-nosed guys because that's what Coach DeCure is and that's what he wants to recruit. And so that that's always going to be unwavering. But they've just been very uh, lackluster and unentertaining and unimaginative on offense the last couple of years. And part of it's their youth and part of it is that they've had this elongated role definition. They've been trying to figure out who's the guys. And I think that there's some guys that are starting to emerge. And we'll talk about that uh, in just a minute, but there's a few things in which, a few times over the last couple of years, though, where they've shown flashes, and I think, not surprisingly, many of those times have been against Weber State, for a variety of reasons, from uh, the contrasting styles to the um, sort of each program fighting to, to, for the supremacy in the league. I mean, make no mistake about it: the Big Sky is Montana and Weber and everybody else. So that's it. That's it. That's all. And I know that Weber hasn't finished any higher than uh, fourth in the last, since Joel Ballenboy and Jeremy Sanglin were were seniors. I, think, I believe that was 2017. So it's been about four straight years where where Weber's been in that fourth spot. I think they maybe were tied for third one time. So they're getting buys in the tournament, but they've not been a real uh, Big a Championship, Big C.I. Tournament Championship threat uh, in a couple of years. And part of that, though, is because they always run in the Grizz. And, and the Grizz have had... Weaver State's number, and it hasn't mattered if Wayne Tinkle was the coach or now Travis DeCure is the coach. Randy Ray's been at Weaver State for 16 years, and, and he has won over 300 games. He's the winningest coach in Big Sky Conference history in terms of co- wins within the conference. He's the longest tenured coach in Big Sky Conference history. He's a five-time Big Sky Conference coach of the year. So the, the man's resume is is uh, – you're not challenging that guy's resume. He, he has earned a spot as one of the best mid-major coaches in the country, Period. But he's had a bear of a time with Montana. He is 17-20 against the Grizz. And after Saturday's 74-72 loss in Missoula, Ray Ray's now 4-15 and 15 in Missoula. That's all to say, though, I do think that Montana looks a lot looser because I think, one, it's just sort of intrinsic in the nature of, of the guys that are on this team, that they play their level of competition, particularly in the league. They seem to always play better against the better teams in the Big Sky Conference. Uh, Also Weber runs a very offensive heavy system and their motions and their sets are really good, but Montana can disrupt them better than any team in the league. And then there's also just the back and forth of the two championship programs. And and the fact that they have been the dominant teams uh, in the big sky uh, for, for, for most of the history of the league, most of the, the 58 year history of the big sky, it's been Montana Weber and everybody else. And so, Um, I I do take Saturday with a little grain of salt because I thought the grizz looked smoother. They were more free-flowing. They looked more confident. Uh, I think they're getting the rotation settled in just a little bit. But also, they always seem to look better when they play Weber State. Uh, Even this iteration of guys, this group of guys, the core of guys, that include guys like Josh Bannon and Robbie Beasley, Brandon Whitney, Cam Parker. They look like they're at their best in an otherwise sort of up-and-down and frustrating season last year against Weber as well. So a little bit of a grain of salt. But I do like a lot of the improvements I've seen among the Grizz basketball team. On that note, then, the, the Weber State game, the Weber State win was a good one. Weber was coming off of an 85-75 victory over Montana State in Bozeman. Bozeman's not an easy place to play, and the Cats got a lot of talent. Uh, I thought the Cats actually had a definitive matchup advantage in that game against Weber because Weber has two big guys both of whom are tall, and both of whom are kind of stiff. So, I mean, they're okay, but they're not the athlete like Jabril Bello is at MSU. So, I thought that the big man for the Cats would feast. And he did. He had a pretty good evening against Weber. Um, but Kobe McEwen had an outstanding evening in Bozeman. He scored 31 points, and he led Weber to that 85-75 win. So, uh, that victory moved Weber to 3-0 in league play. And Wildcats came into Missoula with some momentum and and, and definitely at least illusions as being one of the teams to beat in the big sky. And after it was all said and done, it came down to the last possession. Uh, The last minute was incredibly physical, multiple contacts, multiple uh, bodies on the floor and not a lot of calls. And uh, there was no foul called on two different Weber State offensive possessions. I'm not saying there should or should should not have been. I'm just saying there was a no call. And you'll hear Randy Ray reference that here uh, in a minute in his interview. But then the Grizz get the ball, with about 38 seconds left, and they wind it all the way down to basically the bottom of the uh, shot clock, and they were trying to get the ball into to Josh Bannon, who's been, by the way, really good. I think one of the emerging stars for the Grizz, the sophomore uh, from Australia. But instead, uh, Weber cuts that off. Great defense by the Wildcats. And so Cam Parker throws a little uh, sort of backdoor, backside alley-oop to Lon L. Martin, who basically does like a like a 270, not quite a 360, more than a 180 to turn around and put the thing in off the glass, and that gives Montana uh, its final lead and then uh, a half-court heave by Weber falls no good. And, you know, here we are. The more it changes, the more it stays the same. Weber State loses to Montana, 74-72. Montana Basketball Hour, Nuana's now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Let's hear from a couple of the subjects in that game. First, we'll start with Lionel Martin. He joined us on this show. When he first got recruited out of Otero Junior College, and we haven't caught up with him since. But I think that he's been um, really solid in his first year at Montana, and I think he's been a welcome addition. He's a good shooter. But more importantly, he's a good shooter as well as a tough defender, and that's going to keep him in the rotation. That's going to keep him in the lineup because that's what Travis Decker really wants and what he's been looking for for quite some time. A cool, mar- a cool, cool moment, excuse me, uh, for Lionel Martin Jr. Following hitting the game winner against Weber State on Saturday.
1: Uh, the play call was initially to set a back screen for JB and let him work because he's been dominating down there in the post and I think that was like a good play to go to, but we State recognized it and I, right there we were just in for we were just playing from the fly right there. I, I seen that my man was asleep, so I backdoored, door and I know Cam's a great passer and he's seen it. And I knew it was one or two seconds left so I had to get the shot off. So.
0: And I guess just your awareness in that situation, like how did you – Shout out this guy, man. He
4: made me (laughs) look good. He caught it, spun in the air. Shout out – and he's our team barber. Shout out this guy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just how did did you you have the awareness to, you know, know that the shot clock was
3: almost down? Like were you just keeping an eye on that or could you hear the crowd? What was that?
0: Uh,
1: Our bench does a really good job at letting us know when the shot clock's down and I knew if he was going to shoot or I was going to have to get a rebound. I seen it was two seconds left on the shot clock and didn't have time for me to come down.
0: Who's got the worst haircut on the team? (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, Worst haircut. Uh, I probably have to say because you're doing all of them, right? So you're dogging yourself. Uh, I, don't, I don't do all of those. Some of them go to a, a barber that the coaches bring in, but I don't, I don't cut all of
0: them, Now. So it seemed like you guys were really up for this game, though. So on a serious note, I mean, it seemed like you guys were ready to go for Weber. What did you think just coming into this game?
1: Uh, I knew, I, didn't, I don't really know the history because okay. it's my first year here, but I could feel the energy in the locker room before the game. And I knew that we just had to come out here and play, play how we know how to play, play defense, and you know everything to take care itself. Obviously, the game winner was was a big shot, but the
0: three you hit late, too, to answer uh, one of their threes, that was big, too. So, I mean, in a game when you're going back and forth like that, how fun is that for you as a player?
1: Uh, it's very fun. This is like, this is my first time experiencing something like this in an arena like this with this many fans and stuff, so it was something I definitely, like, dreamed of when I was little, so it's fun. Well,
0: there you go. That's a part of a lot of the reason why guys come to Montana, is to play in front of the great crowds, the Phil Dahlberg Arena, and I was talking on Thursday about after the Idaho State game. I thought that was one of the smallest and weakest crowds I'd seen at a conference game since I moved back to Missoula in 2017. But they came out a little bit more, actually quite a bit more than Thursday on Saturday. I still think that the product is good enough to deserve more fans. And I know that this team might not be as exciting and as, le- and as electrifying as you know the Michael O'Gine, Ahmad Rory, Jamara Co., Bobby Moorhead-led teams. I do think that the Grizz put on a good show, and I think that the arena is top-notch. I mean, I think that they have uh, high-level facilities, and, uh, you know, it's just it's something fun to do. And I, I'm not sitting here trying to lobby just specifically for Montana. I think that everybody should go uh, view sporting events because I think supporting our young people is fun, and I think that being up in the community is is uh, revitalizing to our souls. So, uh, But but again, uh, I thought the crowd was good. At, but it's also cool for a guy like Lionel Martin to express what he just expressed, you know, that, that he hasn't experienced that before. It's one of the reasons he came here. And now that'll help increase his confidence. Speaking of a confident guy, Josh Bannon and Cam Parker are kind of emerging as the two leaders for this Grizz basketball team. And Cam Parker is a guy that's joined us on this show several times. He's a journalism major. He wants to go into broadcast. And so he's a smooth talker. You heard him there. Interrupt Lionel Martin and sort of uh, You know give him some props And, and uh, bust his chops a little bit but You always gotta love talking To Camp Parker he's a crafty cerebral point Guard and uh, he's really grown on me. He's got a funny looking shot He's not like a, a total Knockdown shooter but he he can Get it cooking he's a better Shooter than you think And uh, he's definitely a dangerous scorer but he's one of the best Pass first players I've covered And uh, he had 16 assists over The weekend between Idaho State and Weber including the assist to Lionel Martin to win the game. Here's Cam Parker after the win over Weaver State. The back and forth with Weber, uh, is it because you guys have contrasting styles or why do you think it is? Why is it always back and forth when you play Weber?
4: Uh, you're saying like, why is it like a close game? Yeah, Stuff but like that. it also
0: seems like you know, it's a game of runs. They'll yeah. make, You guys make, yeah. get a bunch of stops in a row. They'll get a bunch of stops yeah. in a row.
4: I feel like, you know, with good teams, that's going to happen. Yeah. Like, it's it's hard to pull away from teams like Weber, like top teams in our conference. So we're used to, you know, back and forth games. And we know that we're not just going to come in here and blow them out. They're too good of a team for that. So And they're, they're greatly coached. So we know it's not going to be easy. And I, it's it's on us because the runs we gotta we gotta finish it out and that's how we take the next step and being a better team. But I'm just glad we got the win tonight. McQueen number 15,
0: he, he was cooking a little bit in the first yeah. half. You guys adjust a little bit though. What would you do to slow him down a little bit in the second half?
4: Uh, we were just trying to ice the ball screens and then you know uh, Brandon Whitney, um, Robbie Beasley, guys like that. They're really good at like on-ball defense and stuff like that. So I think they took it a little bit personally that he was uh, playing so well in the first half. And he's a really good player. I've never played him before, but he definitely impressed me. I was in the game like, wow, this dude is... It, it's hard to impress me in the game, but that dude <laughs> definitely did it for sure.
0: <laughs> well, you're so good at playing the one. What have you thought of Beasley playing the one?
4: I, I like it honestly yeah. because like he puts pressure on the defense, yeah. and then uh, when he passes it out to me, the defense is already like kind of moving around a little bit, and then when I play the one, I bring it up, and the defense is kind of looking at me a little bit more, so I like that he plays the one, and uh, I've been kind of uh, busting him a little bit because uh, he's he's become like a really good passer, actually. Sometimes in the games where I'm like, wow, like I didn't think he could see that, but he's definitely developing, and, you know, it's only year two, so in the next couple of years, he'll definitely be good.
0: Speaking of developing, I was talking with, with, Coach, with
4: Travis a little bit yeah. about just your ability to close out and close games. Last year, obviously, faltered a little bit in conference play, yeah. kind of hurt your record. Yeah. Tonight you get it done. What do you think it says about the group that you're able to close out? like that? Uh, You know, definitely experience. Last year, you know, we... It was all of our first years together. We didn't really have, like, that that kind of experience, that leadership besides Mac and Freddie Brown a little bit. But, uh, you know, we try to do that in practice. It's a lot of times where we don't close, uh, like, drills out and stuff like that, and all of our coaches get on us like, hey, that's what we did last year. That's what we, we did in the game. So we made sure to try to close this one out, and uh, I'm definitely happy that we all came together. We stuck together the whole time because there's a lot of times that we faced adversity during that game. Like you said, it was a game of runs. So uh, I'm just proud of this group.
0: There you go, Cam Parker, junior point guard for the University of Montana. It's Nuanez Now, ESPN Radio. I'm Coulter Nuanez. It's Montana Basketball Hour, first one for 2022, talking about Montana's 74-72 win over Weber State on Saturday and sort of just the state of the Grizzlies as a whole. First of all, we, we mentioned Cody McEwen, Kobe McEwen, excuse me, and he's a grad transfer from Marquette, and he lit it against the Cats with 31. They had 16 in the first half against the Grizz. And uh, they did a good job adjusting. He still ended up with 24 points, but they were much better uh, on McEwen. You met, uh, Cam Parker just mentioned both Brandon Whitney and, and Cam, uh excuse me, uh, Robbie Beasley took turns guarding him. Yeah, Kyle Lowens had a stint as well. And uh, so they did a good, good job slowing him down, but he's the real deal. He's going to be a problem in the league. And uh, even though Montana has Waiver State's number, it's so funny how there's Teams in the league that have each other's numbers, right? Like Montana has Weaver's number. They're 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 just like undefeated against Weaver the last several years. But the Grizzlies have lost four straight to Eastern Washington. You just heard uh, Cam Parker talk about it right there. We can't lose another one to Eastern Washington. Weber's got Montana's number right now. But Colorado's had Montana's number a little bit in recent years as well. And uh, I think part of that is is that Montana does not put a huge priority on the three point shot. Although they did they did shoot the ball really well this last weekend. Um, but also part of it is is when they don't make a lot of threes and they do play the teams like Northern Colorado who's trying to... uh, Northern Colorado's key statistic is how many more three-pointers can we make than you? They want to make 10 and they want to give you two. If they do that, that's an eight-point advantage right there no matter what happens in the rest of the game. And it's the same thing with Eastern. They like to shoot the ball, like to get up and down, they like to score it. Randy Ray is one of the best coaches in the Big Sky Conference. Make no mistake about it. And I know that uh, people in Missoula have an interesting perception of him because Coach Ray is an incredibly uh, emotional guy. He he coaches with his heart on his sleeve. He's always getting after the refs. A lot of people would call him a whiner. (laughs) And uh, he certainly whines quite a bit when he's in Missoula by that definition of it. That said, I think he's a hell of a coach. I think he's one of the best mid-major coaches in the country. I don't know why he can't get over the top against the Grizz. I really don't. Uh, but it's certainly a thing. I mean, he has four and fifteen against the Grizz, and he wins about seventy percent of his games against everybody else. Maybe, probably even higher than that if you took those um, thirty-seven games against Montana overall out of that record. Uh, it might, might boost his win percentage quite a bit. I'm not sure why he always struggles against Montana, particularly against uh, Montana and Missoula. But he is the Don of Big Sky Conference coaches, and he's always a guy that I've enjoyed. I got a lot of respect for Coach Ray. I love talking hoops with him, and uh, I mean, he's given me hundreds of interviews over the years. I mean, I tell, I talk to Randy more than anybody that isn't the head coach of the, in the, uh, at the two schools in the state of Montana. So always try to catch up with him. <laughs> you know, not not that I'm rooting for any sort of result. I wish it was sometimes under better circumstances so he could be a little bit more happy. Because <laughs> always, you know, I'm talking to him after a close loss in Missoula, and it's just like, oh, okay, here we are again. But regardless, he, he's, uh, he's, a, he's a great basketball mind and, and a, a good asset to the Big Sky Conference, regardless of what you think of his antics, yeah, in the game, caught up with Ray Ray following Montana's 74-72 victory over Ray's Weber State Wildcats. First, the, in the first half, when you guys had, I think, a 14 nothing run, maybe 18-3 to as well to push it, what was going well? What did you, you guys change after the beginning of the game?
5: We got stops. We got stops. We were able to get out to some break and push the break. And once we did, I thought we got in better rhythm offensively and their offense flowed better. But it was all about getting some stops and rebounds and then pushing the ball a little bit faster. They're guards,
0: and they're playing several different guys on the ball. So, I mean, how does how, how difficult does that make Montana to guard? I'm sorry. They're playing say? several guys on the ball. And they're playing Beasley on the oh, ball, yeah. Parker on the ball. Yeah. They have several guys that can handle the ball. How much does that just add to what they do offensively?
5: It, it really doesn't have, you know, have a big effect because we do a lot of switching. Sure. And we switch off on different guys. And they were trying to work different matchups. And, you know, Travis trying to get guys on different guys. But it didn't really uh, – wh- whoever's bringing the ball down the court or starting the offense didn't really have a big effect because we do, a switching.
0: Super physical the whole game, but the last minute or so it was as well. So, it is. I mean, just take me through it.
5: Uh, yeah, well, it was, I mean, you could look on every, there could have been a call on every play, right? Totally. And, uh, but I thought, you know, whatever, the game was called evenly and that's what it was. But, you know, it came down to a circus play, you know? Right. The guy's going to shoot it and we guarded it really well and he throws it down and the guy volleyballs the ball in the rim. And, I guess it might be a fitting end to the way this game was played. Two good basketball teams. you got to play really well up here to yeah. beat these guys. Yeah. We played well enough to give ourselves a chance. Just one play short.
0: Well, on that exact note, I mean, it seemed like your guys were thriving off the crowd, especially uh, Porter and, and McEwen. So, I mean, what do you think of their ability to kind of handle this atmosphere?
5: Yeah, we got an older team, you know. They've been through it, and they've kind of been through the wars a little bit. So, I think they like it. I think they like the uh, the crowd and kind of gets some juices flowing a little bit. But, uh yeah, so when you got an older team they seem to handle that stuff a little better.
0: Week off for you guys, right? Yeah. So what do you want what do you want to disapprove on this week?
5: Uh I don't know. I gotta watch the film. <laughs> yeah. I gotta be honest too early. I'm gonna watch both game films uh you know over the weekend and then we'll we'll look. But I, I like where we're at. We got a good basketball team and you know we're gonna be in a lot of games. So we just gotta look at the film and see what we gotta do to get better.
0: Ray, Ray, we were State head coach here on Nuanas now. He's right. They do have a good basketball team. They have a great basketball team. I think they're going to be right there at the end of the year. And I also think that was a very good win for Montana. Uh, on that note, I was asking him about his guys sort of rising the occasion with the the Dahlberg faithful going crazy. And I forgot how fun it was to sit courtside. Thursday, I guess, at the, the Idaho State game, I uh, had a bunch of friends in town. So I was kind of in the stands and kind of walking around the stadium and, and uh, in and out of the action. It was the last couple of days of my Christmas break, and I had you know a bunch of old college buddies in town, so we were hanging out. But but uh, Saturday, I sat front center, right where I where I sit and and uh, it was pretty funny. Zaire Porter, uh, one of the uh, the swing men for Weber, he wears number zero, and both of the the gentlemen who sit on either side of me at center court fans, they both were mistaken that Damian Lillard wore zero at Weber State. Lillard wears zero right now in the NBA, but Lillard wore number one at Weber State. But uh, Zaire Porter hit a three and one of the guys exclaims, you think you're Damian Lillard. <laughs> and then that was sort of the chant for the next uh, 20 minutes or so of game time. They were both harassing Porter that he was trying to do his best Lillard information or in- imitation, excuse me. And uh, then Lillard, was then, excuse me, that I had pointed out to them that that was not, in fact, Damian Lillard's number in college. And so then those uh, chance went by the wayside. But the point of that story is that great to be sitting back courtside in Dalberg Arena with fans, and uh, you guys are hilarious. Keep it up. <laughs> it's always good stuff. Nuana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Lady Grizz head coach Brian Holsinger will join us here in about, I don't know, seven, eight minutes. But first, let's hear from Montana head coach Travis DeKir about the weekend that was, including his team's 74-72 win over Weaver State.
6: Break even man, it, it, it it's one of those where you can feel where as that ball lasts It's gonna win and, and all we were screaming is one rebound guys We just we needed them to miss one time and get the rebound and, and we'd be fine and it finally happened, but uh, You're antsy because you just you don't know what they're gonna run you're trying to guess uh, Someone's got to make a
0: play and fortunately for us we had some guys do that I think each team had a 13-point run in the first, like, 22 minutes of this game. So what would you think of just the back and forth and also your guys' ability to respond every time they did have a run?
6: Yeah, you know, we found some stuff early, which led to our early run. And, and, you know, usually I don't like to milk things until the second half. But against this team, they scored so quickly that we kind of went on and milked it, which was something we couldn't come back to later. Uh, and, And then when they went on their run, I had already burned a timeout. Uh, we, we just weren't very good in transition. We need to have a conversation about that. So then I had to make a choice whether to burn another timeout or not. And I just something told me I was going to need all my timeouts down the stretch, which, thank goodness, I, I
0: waited. You guys shot the ball really well this weekend, particularly from three and particularly from three tonight. Uh, anything that goes into that, or what did you think you your shooting?
6: Well, we've been we've been shooting it well. You know, I, I think there's some guys that, that were slumping early in the year, at least the percentages. And, and also there's some guys that have been making shots that are shooting more. Um, but, you know, it's about the time of year where the ball should start going to the basket. You played a lot of games. We have a better feel for what we're trying to do offensively. You know where your shots are going to come from. Uh, and, and I think guys, are, you know, they have good confidence right now, at least for the most part.
0: It seems like Robbie Beasley's a guy that's kind of encompassing exactly what we you're talking about.
6: No question about it. And, you know, we've, we've, we've made some adjustments. We're putting the ball in his hands a little more. And uh, he's a rhythm player. So when he can handle the ball and, and make plays, uh, I think it's just a lot easier for him to get a shot when he's feeling good about it as opposed to when we think we're trying to get
4: him one and what it is. You talked about it in the preseason and kind of as the season's gone on about the ability to close out in close games. Obviously, it hurt you guys last year in conference play. What do you think it says about the maturity of this group that they were able to close out tonight against a team like Weaver? We've been a lot better. Um, we've had some
6: games this year uh, that were like that, the, the Southern Miss, the Air Force, where we pulled away. In those situations, we got to that eight-minute mark. This wasn't a pull-away game, uh, but we made the plays we needed to make to stay in it and give ourselves a chance, and then whatever happens, the last minute happens. Um, so we've, we've matured. Uh, we, we still have some growing up to do. There's some mistakes that, that take place and whatnot that maybe shouldn't, but that's what happens with youth. So as long as you've got freshman
0: sophomores on the floor, it's going to be like- From one Montana head basketball coach to another, Travis DeKear here on Nuana's now there, Brian Holzinger, New head coach, Lady Grace on the other side. It's the Montana Basketball Hour here on ESPN Radio. Keep it right here, 102.9 FM, Missoula.
2: At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond.
0: What up, Montana? Welcome back. It's Nuanes Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television all the way around the great treasure state. I'm Coulter Nuanez, coming to you here on a Tuesday from the Northwest Motorsports Studio inside the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated very proudly. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula. You can find them online, nwmsrocks.com. So much football throughout the last five months college basketball is rolling right along as well and although there was a cancellation of the rivalry game on the women's side for this weekend which is a bummer there still is some women's hoops here in the city of missoula on thursday so stay tuned about 15 minutes from now we're going to be giving you a four pack of tickets to thursday night's lady grizz game against eastern washington but now we continue the montana basketball hour the first one the first montana basketball hour for the uh, year of 2022 by going to the Rangers Brothers Army phone line, welcome in. First year Lady Grizz head coach Brian Holzinger. Coach, how you doing? What's going on, my man? I haven't seen you in a couple weeks since we ran into you at the card shop. How was your Christmas?
3: Good to hear from you, man. Yeah, it's awesome. No, it was good. It was good. Um Christmas was fantastic. Uh my team necessarily didn't come back from Christmas. <laughs> right. Uh as you saw last weekend. <laughs> but uh, but uh, we'll get him going in the right track. But my, my Christmas was awesome. Just hung here and got to hang out with the family, so that was awesome.
0: Well, before we get into uh, what's been a largely good start to the season for the Lady Grizz, and then a, a stumble this last weekend, getting swept on the road. Before we get into that, though, I just want to ask you on a personal note. I know you, you've been in Missoula now for a couple months, and I'm sure you guys are still in the process of moving because that's a never-ending process that is never fun for anybody. But what have you thought of just – missoula and just life in missoula because you lived in college towns before throughout your career but missoula is a great college town so what have you thought of just missoula so far
3: the best are you kidding this place is amazing we love it here man we love it um you know i haven't got to take advantage of a lot of the things around the area yet but we just the community is fantastic the people are great uh they love lady grizz basketball which is a plus for sure and but uh, my family's just settling in good. We're of course the housing situation's a little interesting. So if anybody still has a house out there, let me know. But uh, it's been great. We 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 really enjoy this community. Um, it. I mean, I'll I'll venture to say it's the best college town we've lived in. Uh, no no question.
0: Well, you gotta love it. By the way, we got the text in. I got a text from uh, from KHQ Master Control, the uh, the mothership there for SWX, and we have a sign up in the stadium, which is a sign that some fans made me. And uh, we're aware that interrupting is, is spelled wrong. So if you're watching on TV, I didn't write this sign. This was from some some loyal listeners, and we appreciate them. And uh, we know it's misspelled, so it's fine. It's just funny. It's a, it's funny. Enjoy it, Brian Holzinger, the head coach for the Montana Lady Grizz, joining us here on Juana is now on ESPN Radio. And uh, coach, let's let's talk about uh, this last weekend because um, you guys got off to a great start, nine and two, leading into uh, the break, and then coming out of the break. Uh, I listened to your post game radio show. Um, Following Saturday's loss, and, and like you said, he said, "Yeah, I, I don't think our team came back from Christmas break. We, we, we're not the team that we were a couple of weeks ago." So, I mean, is there anything you can pinpoint? Anything you can point to, her, or is it just you know, sort of the, the sluggishness that comes from taking a few few days off?
3: I mean, I think it's a little bit of everything. You know, I mean, we we had more adversity than people even know. I mean, we you know we were without Sophie, Sophie Styles, who not only is a really good player, she plays the most important position on the floor in the point guard position, and she's our leader. And so you lose all those with her, and she was not here at all. You know, for practice, uh, we had two other kids who were sick, both starters. Uh, we couldn't get another girl here, another starter here, because the plane got canceled multiple days in a row. And then we had uh, backup Kendall Keller. She twisted her ankle first day of practice. So, I mean, you combine those, that whole thing, with the fact that they go home, and you know, you're nine and two. You have a good start. We scored 103 points against Utah State, and everybody's feeling good. And you go home, and guess what, mom and dad do? Oh, you're amazing! You know, you just do it's it true, amazing. And, and so and so, you know, combine all those things, and you know, you see what happened. And unfortunately, you know, we had a bad start down there, and then and we battled back. But yet, you know, we had Sammy back in down the stretch, paying point guard, who had just played the day before, literally the day before, for the first time all season. And you just—it's hard to execute. You just she doesn't know the stuff from that position, and you know, it's you know, and those. That, so I was proud how we battled there for sure.
0: And, and again, there's also this this, the dynamic that going on the road in the Big Sky Conference is challenging as well. But I want to ask you uh, your perspective on something, and you might not have much only since this is your first year as a head coach in this league. Um, But for those that have followed the Big Sky, uh, Weber State has struggled mightily the last couple years. And uh, I know that they've sort of been trying to rebuild the program ever since Beth Ann Ord left. As she did a great job there, sort of rebuilding it the first time over uh, after they had been sort of marred and, and, and just stuck in the bottom of the league. And she won 20 games a couple years in a row, but then she split for Binghamton. And and uh, Vlada Harris has done, um, it looks like, a good job because they've only, they only won six games the two previous years. And now I think they already have eight wins, and they swept the weekend beating not only Your Lady Grizz, but also... Uh, Montana State. So where are we at with Weber? I know you probably didn't see them before this, but w- w- I, to me I was surprised that we were sitting here at 3-1 and one in the league, but they're obviously much improved. What can you tell us about the Wildcats? What did you think of just uh, their, their talent, their roster?
3: Yeah, Belinda does a good job. I mean, she, she's really done a good job. They, the team is much different than they've been in the past. I mean, like I said, I, I've never been to these places. I literally, sure. the first time I was at Idaho, I was at Montana Tech. Um, years ago, I, I played it the last time I was there and then I've never been to Weber. And so, uh, but I've known their staff for a long time and they've done, they have the kids playing hard. They're, um, scrappy and you know, she's just, she's done a really good job of getting them to play, just to play the right way. And I, I tell our kids that all the time. And I've told you this, I think on the radio, it's like, you just got to play the right way and they're doing a good job. So credit to her. Um, you know, I, I I'll be honest though. we know it was the worst, um, Quarter of offensive basketball in probably my entire 20-year career. Um, we just—it was just—it it was interesting, you know. You just kind of get in those modes, and and but credit to them, like you said, they're much improved. No, no question about it.
0: Brian Holsinger joining us here. He's Montana women's head basketball coach on Nuanez now, ESPN Radio, and the Lady Grizz have a home game on Thursday. The rivalry game against Montana State has been called off because of some COVID protocols on the MSU side of things. But Lady Grizz still gets to take uh, at least one game in Big Sky Conference play this weekend. And uh, it'll happen on Thursday, Dalberg Arena. So stay tuned. About mm, five, ten minutes from now, we're going to be giving you a four-pack of tickets to the Lady Grizz game. Uh, so it should be a fun one. So, Coach, let's talk about that element of it. I mean, just turning the page is always essential in conference play. And I'm know, sure, i sure it's uh, very disappointing for everybody in your program, uh, the cancellation of the game in Bozeman on Sunday. But you still have one outing and uh, against a team that... Um, has been sort of a rival for Montana over the years in a lot of different sports just because of its proximity to Missoula. Uh, so what do you think about Eastern Washington coming to town and, and just how important is it to to put last weekend in the rear view for your players?
3: You know, it's a total disappointment with not playing the Caps, I'll be honest. Um, we really wanted to play them, but it is what it is, right? I who knows with all this stuff going on. It's just We're glad to get the game, like you said. And, and so Eastern, yeah, I mean, again, a, a team that, has, has a ter- new coach, right? Um, they're young. Um, I know their coaching staff. And so they'll have them ready to go. They've played some people really tough. Um, I honestly don't want to put the rear the last weekend in the rear view as much as some people might say. I want to I want to get better from it. Uh, I want to learn from it, and I want to play the right way. And so we're going to try to get back to doing what, what works, right? Like basketball is not rocket science. You do things more right on offense and defense than the other team you get to win. And so... And so we're just trying to get back to that, and we just didn't do that down on our last road trip. So we reminded them what that was like, and we're just trying to get back to playing good basketball.
0: Eastern Washington had a lot of turnover in the offseason and obviously a new look. Uh, with Wendy Shuler, no longer the head coach there. And uh, the, the fascinating dynamic to me uh, of covering this league as long as I have and now sitting here with uh, not one, not two, but five new head coaches in the league, it seems like there's new dynamics all over the place. So this one specifically, Coach, and broadly, uh, this is kind of a two-part question. I mean, w- what is it like having so many new faces in the league? How do you think it's impacting the league? And for you as a, one of the new faces, what's it like when you go against another one of the new faces?
3: Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's interesting. You know, it, like the most familiar person to me is with Mark Campbell with, with Sacramento State. Totally. We <laughs> other like, well, so that was actually the most like similar game that that I played. All these other coaches we hadn't played much, and so yeah, it, you watch tape and you watch, and they haven't played. You know, they haven't played since December twenty first, and so that's a that's a that's a tough thing in itself. And they've had COVID things and different games, and so. You know, we, we go off of what we see, and honestly, this week, we just really try to get better back to what we were doing, back to playing the kind of basketball we need to play. Uh, so We've focused on ourselves so much, and tomorrow tomorrow we'll get after it a little bit more with what they do, but, but we're just trying to get better, you know, based upon what happened last weekend.
0: Well, Coach, appreciate you taking some time. I, I, I wanted to have uh, part of this interview be all about the rivalry and in your first rivalry game, and so uh, on behalf of us, we're disappointed for you. It's too bad, but... At least you got one game this week. That'll be great, and we'll look forward to catching it. With, but with, up with you throughout the rest of the season, thanks so much for being with us here
3: today. Hey, man, appreciate your culture. Appreciate you a lot. Go Grizz.
0: Montana Basketball Hour here on is Now. March is on, presented by Brett's RV and Marine. Brian Holzinger joining us here on nuanas Now. Lady Grizz, head coach. Do you want to go to Lady Grizz game against Eastern Washington on Thursday night? Well, it's a 7 p.m. tip. And we got four tickets in Section 203. These are nice seats. Give us a call right now. 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. And we got four tickets to Thursday's Lady Grays basketball game against Eastern Washington. First caller. You got them. 406-888-1029. Give us a call right now. How about on the other side of the divide, Montana State. Lost a tough one to Weber on Thursday, but rebounded to post a 60-40 to win over Idaho State on Saturday. The Bobcat men play in Moscow Thursday and then host the Grizz on Sunday. Danny Sprinkle, Montana State head coach, joins us on the Montana State Minute right after this.
3: ESPN Radio. Well, I didn't go to work, told the boss I was sick. Now you can't use a car because you didn't work a lick. Sometimes I wonder what I'm
4: going to do because there ain't
3: no cure for the summertime blues.
0: If uh, if anybody out there that's listening to this can tell me who wrote this song, it's Alan Jackson singing it, Summertime Blues. That's a cover. Can you tell me who wrote this song? You text it right now to 888-1029-888-1029. We'll figure out a prize for you. I don't know what it's going to be. We're gonna, we'll are going to we give you something, though. I promise. Uh, if you know who wrote that song back in the 1950s, text right now, 888-1029. Music trivia here on Nuanas Now, your one-stop shop for all things sports each and every weekday all the way around the Treasure State, courtesy of ESPN Missoula, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Colter Nuanas. coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. The Montana basketball hour marches on, and uh, the irony of me playing a summertime blues right now is because, you know, it's winter, it's cold, but this is because uh, Danny Sprinkle, Montana State head coach, told me a funny story today. You know, it's uh, it's tough to get guys from the city to come up to to either Missoula or Bozeman to play basketball, and uh, you know, it's a great opportunity, great fan bases, all that stuff, but it still is pretty freaking cold around here. And uh, Coach Sprinkle was telling me that it's been zero degrees in Bozeman for like four days in a row. And they had planned on having some guys up from Southern California for a visit for the uh, Ravelry basketball game this weekend. (laughs) And he was like, I don't know if I want to bring anybody from anywhere to Bozeman when it's zero. So uh, the perils of recruiting in Montana. So I just thought it was funny when I heard that. And then I heard from Matt Entz, North Dakota State head coach today, that it was a high of negative 20 in Fargo. Man. It's ridiculous how cold it gets around these parts. Caught up with Danny Sprinkle uh, earlier today. Here's Montana State's head men's basketball coach. Well, happy new year, everybody, and happy to bring back a segment we've done for a couple years now with Montana State men's head basketball coach, Danny Sprinkle. It's our Montana State Minute. Coach Sprinks will join us each Tuesday here on Nuanas now, and uh, happy to have him on board. And, Coach, appreciate the time today. Happy new year. How you doing? Doing great! Happy New Year to you guys and all the listeners. And
7: and uh, no man, it's going to be an awesome week here in Bobcat Land. Uh, obviously, with the football team playing in the national championship on Saturday, and and then the Cat Grizz game on uh, on Sunday. You know, but we obviously, you know, we got a game at Idaho on Thursday, so we got a we got a busy week here in Bobcat Land.
0: Well, let's start there because you're a Montana State alum, and I know you bleed blue and gold. And I know it's a great pleasure for you to be back coaching at your alma mater. Grew up in Helena. I mean, the Bobcat ties just run so deep for the Sprinkle family and, and everybody involved. So uh, you must, I know that you can't really concentrate too much on it. Because like you said, you got a couple rivalry games here against Idaho and, and uh, Montana coming yeah. up. But just broadly, you must have a great sense of pride in, in what Montana State has a football program. And, and, and as a league department and the university has accomplished uh, these last couple weeks and last couple months
7: oh no question i mean it's it's awesome you know the the excitement's been brewing in Bozeman for a while you know for the last couple of years, and you know obviously the people before us have done a great job building these these things up you know Wadid and Leon have done a tremendous job in the university and the athletic department building a culture and and you know just with everybody moving to bozeman like it's it's the best time ever to be in Bozeman, montana and, and to be a part of montana state University
0: well, let's talk about the upcoming uh, weekend because, uh, first of all, because this football game lands on a Saturday, uh, the athletic departments for both Montana and Montana State got together and decided to move the the Bobcat Grizz basketball game to Sunday. So the the men's game will tip at 5 p.m. Unfortunately, the breaking news of yesterday is that the women's game won't happen. We don't need to digress and and talk about the ins and outs of that. It's just unfortunate because I know that a lot of those young ladies were really looking forward to that. Uh, And, of course, Coach, you have a a game on Thursday at Idaho first. But just tell us about the logistics of that. I mean, what kind of went into the moving of the game, and and, and what do you just think of of the fact uh, that it is on a Sunday instead of a Saturday?
7: Uh, to be honest, I have no idea about the logistics. (laughs) I I do want to thank coach. You know, I do want to thank coach to and their athletic department for, you know, for being accepting and they know how important the game is to the state of Montana and, you know, for them to move it to Sunday, you know, I appreciate it. I know our department does. And I mean, I would have done the same thing for them. Uh, you know, because, you know, there are things like this that happen that, you know, you have to make some adjustments for it. It's the best thing for the state. And it's the best thing for both programs that it is being moved to Sunday.
0: Well, let's talk about this week then because you do have the rivalry game on the horizon against Montana, but Idaho has been a longtime rival of Montana State as well. So you go to Moscow on Thursday. You're coming off of a a good bounce-back win on Saturday over Idaho State. You guys got into a a slugfest against Weber State, kind of a shootout there on Thursday, but bounce-back with a good win on Saturday. So how do you hope your team manages just sort of the – the, the outside noise of this week, because you do sort of have this game looming on Sunday that everybody's looking forward to, but you got to take care of business in Moscow on Thursday first.
7: Oh, no question. And, and Idaho is a much improved team. They can really score to basketball and, and that, that's our singular focus right now. I mean, we, we just have to get a little bit better today, get better tomorrow. And then we, we got to go try and win a game in, in Moscow, Idaho on Thursday night. And then we'll worry about the, uh, the rivalry game on Sunday after that, but we got We can't look past Idaho. I mean, that's, Good teams and, and great teams, and where we want to get this program, you can't you can't do that. And uh, you know we have to take care of business, and it's and it's kind of next game up, next man up mentality.
0: Danny Spriggle joining us, Montana State head men's basketball coach. It's our Montana State minute. It's presented in part by J and V Restaurant Supply. The holidays are over, but you have any sort of family event coming up, or I I guess it is still tailgating season because there's still some college football to be played and still a month plus of the NFL. JV Restaurant Supply, they can be your go to for any sort of gathering or party that you might have. Or if you're a restaurant owner, they're also your go to as well. You can visit them online or visit any of their three locations throughout the state of Montana. And, Coach, Let's talk about this last Saturday because it was interesting watching the game. Idaho State plays uh, a different style than a lot of teams in the league. They really like to grind it, and uh, they want to play physical, and they want to beat you on the boards, and they want it to be a really low-scoring game. I mean, they were averaging in the 50s. I think they have one of the the, uh, the the slowest paces of play in the country. And in the first half against Idaho State, it seemed like uh, that was sort of the style that the game was. And, and your team took a 23-19 to 19 lead into halftime, but – out of the locker room, you guys doubled your score in about eight minutes, and uh, Ahmed Adamo had a great little spurt there to kind of spark you, and then when Nick Gazales hit that three in the corner, it was kind of off and running, and then you guys kind of controlled the game for the rest of that game. So what was sort of the turning point, and how were you guys able to to pull away and, and, and post a good bounce-back win against ISU on Saturday?
7: Yeah, yeah, you know, I think you know there was, it was an emotional game on Thursday, and we didn't finish that game the way we wanted to, and then obviously with the early game on New Year's Day, um, you know, we didn't, our energy in the first half wasn't great. And, uh, that's why I pulled a couple of starters early. I didn't like their, I didn't like their engagement and their energy and, and, uh, you know, and Kellen Tynes came right in and, and great. Osabar came in and had, had terrific games and completely changed the energy and, and the momentum of the game. And, uh, you know, but going forward, like, you know, we have to be more mature. You know, we can't, we can't not start games. Right. And we had this problem at the beginning of the year and, uh, you know, it's something that, I'm aware of, and if I need to make changes, I'll make changes. But, you know, we have to be a more mature team. You know, with having a veteran crew like we do, you know, we have have to be better starting games, especially at home, you know, with our energy. But like you said, you know, I mean, some of those guys, Nick Gazalas, Great Olsen, Mark you know, they came in and and had some huge minutes for us that that helped us win that game.
0: I really like the progress that I've seen in Kellentines. I know you liked him last year as a freshman, but it seems like he's matured a little bit. But, I mean, in, in your mind specifically, what ways have you seen him grow?
7: He's just tough, you know. The more he the more he plays, you know, the more comfortable he's becoming. Um, you know, he, he's a good driver. He can get the ball. He's a good passer too. You know, we got to get him, you know, being more aggressive offensively because he is capable. Uh, but defensively, I mean, he's as good as there is in this league. I mean, he's got he he has unbelievable instincts, uh, and he and he's tough. You know, I'm like, he's gonna he's gonna fight you, and but he's got in, unbelievable instincts and hands where he can get deflections and strip guys and things like that. You know, I, I haven't coached, you know, maybe one or two guys that kind of like him in my 20 years that have had, you know, his defensive instincts. And we need it, you know, and we're going to need it going forward.
0: Well, you also mentioned uh, great Osabar, And it's it's funny because we, we always catch up with the incoming recruits, uh, either here on Nuana's Now on ESPN Radio or at Skyline Sports or a combination of the two. But sometimes it gets a little tough and challenging when the guys are from overseas because you know, how do you call them? You got to get the WhatsApp going, and then how do you record it? It's yep. sort of interesting. So I, I hadn't got a chance to, to talk to or meet this young man yet, uh, but I've been impressed with his uh, early returns as well. You're six foot eight freshman from Bradford, England. So how uh, have you th- thought he's adjusted not only to um, just Division one basketball, but also to you know life in a different part of the world?
7: He, he's awesome. he's exactly what his first name is. He is great. Uh, he He is so fun to be around every day. Uh, he's nonstop talking, you know, which I love it because I mean that's what we need that. We have some quiet guys on our team, and he's he's, he's refreshing to be around him. Mean, he's always talking on the court whether he's playing good or not playing good. And he has He has so much confidence in his ability and he's going to be a terrific player. But if you look back to the i mean pretty much the whole season, but even the last month. You know, the probably the last five, six games. You know, he he's really stepped up and he's actually helped us. I mean, he helped us, you know, compete against Weber and make that a game. And then Idaho State, he helped us win that. St. Thomas, he helped us win that. In Portland, you know, I mean, if we don't have him, we don't win those games. And so he's a he's going to be a, a really important cog. You know, even going forward. And uh, I'm really excited to watch his you know progress in a Bobcat uniform the
0: next four years. Danny Springle joining us the Montana State Minute, presented in part by Jake Dubeck, your Montana realtor. Uh, Coach Briggs. let's talk about Idaho because it's, it's I don't have really have a beat on Idaho because the last time I watched them uh, was when they played North Dakota State back on November 27th, and I know they've played a couple of games since then, but they have not played a game since December 18th. They had their game against Cal uh, canceled, and they had their this this last um Big Sky Conference weekend against NAU and Portland State postponed, so uh, it's been several weeks since Idaho has played. What dynamic does that add as a coach when you're preparing for an opponent if you haven't seen him in several weeks?
7: Yeah, well, first off, I want to give a shout-out to Jake Dubeck. I didn't know this was one of his segments. Oh, yeah, buddy. You got it, up, right? Hell one his best. How, how about that, man? Give dude, exactly, exactly, so um, but, you know, Idaho, they are they're, they're going to be prepared. You know, they've you know, a team can change so much in the next couple, you know, in within two weeks, you know, in conference. And obviously they haven't played, you know, but I know they're practicing. I know they're going to be in shape and they're going to be ready to rock and roll on Thursday night. You know, they have a brand new arena. You know, the energy will probably be great. And, uh, you know, we're going to have to be ready because they can, like I mentioned before, they can really score to basketball. They have pretty much an entirely new team, you know, new guards, everybody. And uh, and, and they, they play with a little bit of a swagger. And so, you know, we're gonna to have to be prepared, you know for whatever we see. They play a ton of different defenses, uh, but the main thing is they they can really score to basketball.
0: Well, coach who we gets you out of here on this then? what are the keys to victory? There's a night in Moscow as you guys take on the vandals.
7: Yeah, I mean, we have to get stops. you know we have to be able to guard them and then offensively we have to execute. You can't take quick shots and you can't turn the basketball over against them. If you can make them work, you know if you can put the ball in the hole and get your defense set, you know, it's a lot harder to score uh, against a set defense. But if we're turning the ball over and we're taking quick shots and letting them get out in transition, you know, that's that's when they're best.
0: Montana State Minute, presented by J&B Restaurant Supply, as well as Jake Dubeck, your Montana realtor. Danny Sprinkle will join us each week throughout the basketball season. And, Coach, appreciate the time this week, and we'll catch up with you next week. In the meantime, best of luck in Moscow on Thursday.
7: You got it. Always good being here, man. Go Cats.
0: So you go, first Montana basketball hour of 2022 in the Buck's Dave Sprinkle, Montana State head men's basketball coach, putting a rap on this thing. Stouan is now ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. The main man over there at SWX, Sean Rainey, joins us next. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio.